Good morning, and welcome to Ask BBB. I'm Jim Swan here with co-host Monica Braz, who is the Director of Marketing and Strategic Initiatives for BBB Serving Western Ontario. Good morning, Monica. Good morning. One BBB initiative that more and more people are using is the BBB Scam Tracker. It provides information on scams that are active across Canada and the U.S. As well, it reports scams active in your postal code area. This morning, we'll look at a few of the recent scams that were reported in the London area. Mid-September already. It's kind of hard to believe, Monica. And if you have a water garden or a pond as part of your landscape, you'll soon need to get it ready for the winter season. It isn't far off. You'll want to stay tuned to hear suggestions from Isa Webb of the Bloomin' Bog. Our first guest will also help us prepare for winter, and it is water-related as well. It'll soon be time to close the swimming pool. Marcus Bruner of Forest City Pool and Patio is joining us to talk about some of the things we should be aware of as we take on that task. Marcus, welcome to Ask BBB. Thanks, Jim. This year is different for everyone. With COVID-19, how have things been impacted when it comes to pool services and even pool installations? Um, it hasn't really comp impacted uh, a whole lot other than uh, a smaller, a bit of a smaller staff than, than usual. And uh, obviously the, the office staff is working remotely. So there's been, you know, the customer relations of people walking into the, into the store uh, aspect has not been there. We've gone through, gotten through it. Uh, we have a, a water drop-off uh, box uh, with forms to fill out for the for the customers for water testing, and then we get back to them at the end of the day and offer free uh, chemical delivery for for product over fifty dollars or curbside pickup. A uh, few little changes like that, but uh, all in all, it's worked out uh, well. If we're considering closing our pool, what is the best window of time that we should look at? We've actually started closing pools now, so the, m most people. Uh, consider closing their pools kind of after Labor Day and, you know, right around the Thanksgiving time. That's kind of the general window of 80% of the people. And then you have some some people that like to stretch it a little bit longer. You know, obviously we need to get the, the pools closed before the actual freezing uh, weather below zero temperatures uh, start. Marcus, is there a, a checklist of things that we should expect to be done at a pool closing? Yes. So um, if you're getting it closed professionally, uh, you know, it, it should be, uh, we should make sure that the pools are clean, you know, if possible, if you can uh, give it a vacuum and because uh, the cleaner the pool closes, the cleaner it typically opens, you know, make sure that, uh, all the the parts for the pool closing are are left out for the for the crew. Uh, water is still turned on for people to fill up water bags or clean cartridges, that kind of thing. How far yeah. did we book a, a pool closing? So most most of our customers, uh, we have a reoccurring calendar. So if you book a pool closing with us, we're going to uh, do your pool closing the following year or the pool opening, same thing. So it just kind of reoccurs with the same date on a yearly basis. For new customers, uh, uh, they would email customer service at forcitypools.com. Uh, our customer service representative would 
uh, set them up as a, you know, give them the pricing and the information of the, uh, the services that we offer. What should we expect to pay for a pool closing? It really depends on the pool because not every pool is the same. Some pools have water features, uh, different uh, sizes, obviously, uh, large and small, uh, ladders, diving boards, slides, etc. that take time. So most companies uh, would, uh, you know, kind of probably charge in the 300 to $500 range. I think a normal pool closing would fall in. It really depends on, on, the, uh, on the pool. Is this a good time to do a pool tune-up and inspection to look for any leaks or potential problems with equipment? Um, if you were having problems uh, with your pool over the summer, or water loss and that kind of thing, absolutely, now would be the time to to look into that to make sure a that you know that your pool or that your liner or your your concrete shell is in in uh, good standing, you know, over the winter, because the last thing you want is your pool to be uh, emptied because of a structural issue, whether it's a hole in the liner or a crack in your concrete pool. Can we still have a pool installed before winter sets in or um, do we set this up for next summer? I think probably now uh, would be uh, a 2021 uh, project. I think most pool companies are, are booked. I know um, through our organization, the Pool and Hot Tub Council of Canada, you know, our, most of our chapter members are booking into 2021 at this point in time. A lot of people are spending a lot more time at home, and that could uh, continue with the circumstance we have surrounding COVID-19. Uh, what's involved in a consultation to, to determine whether or not we can have a pool installed at all in our property? Uh, typically, I would come out, uh, you would call or email, and uh, I would come out to your, your yard. Uh, we'd have an outdoor meeting. Uh, you know, we have our proper social distancing uh, in place. I leave uh, uh, brochures and pamphlets with the information that we talk about, give uh, the client uh, some ideas on design and kind of my vision, what I see in that yard. And, uh, and then we uh, kind of work out the subsequent meetings uh, uh, on the phone or email. What should a consumer be aware of when choosing a company to maintain or close their pool? Uh, two, two really important factors. Uh, one, uh, obviously, uh, deal with a company in the, uh, that's involved or a member of the Better Business Bureau and in good standing. And two, just as important, uh, to deal with a company that is a member of the Pool and Hot Tub Council of Canada. Uh, the website for that is www.poolcouncil.ca. Well, Marcus, thanks very much for your time here this morning. This will help those who have a pool uh, get ready for uh, the winter season and now maybe even look forward to the next summer as well. Thanks again. Thanks, Jim. Forest City Pool and Patio is an accredited business with the BBB and has an A-plus rating. We've been talking to Marcus Bruner, the company president. Search the BBB directory to find information about the company and links to their website and social media pages. What happens to the fish in the backyard pond during winter? Stay tuned to find out. And we're back. 
I'm Jim Swan with Monica Braz, and you're listening to Ask BBB, a weekly program that features information from and about businesses accredited by BBB, so consumers can be better informed about products and services they're buying or contracting. So, one of those products and services may be a fish pond in the backyard. What happens to the fish in that backyard pond during those cold winter months? Well, that's on the list of questions that we have today for Is the Web of the Blooming Bog, our guest now on Ask BBB. Welcome to the program, Isla. Thank you so much, Monica and Jim. Pleasure to be here. It's always great to chat with you. So before we talk about things, we need to, you know, do maybe some preparation or need to learn a little bit more about ponds, winter gardens for winter, including what happens to the fish. Um, we also want to talk a little bit about, you know, COVID-19. Sometimes people are a little bit concerned about, you know, going to certain businesses and what those protocols are that the businesses are using. So maybe you can talk to us a little bit about your protocols and then we can get talking about winter coming and preparations. So uh, we haven't been open to the public since December last year. And Nick and I felt very strongly about protecting our own health and the health and safety of our customers and the, the broader community. So we knew that physical distancing was going to be really difficult in our very small shop. So we made the difficult decision to not hire staff this year either. Um, we spent a lot of time and resources upgrading our online shop and we put systems in place that allowed us to operate from the curbside and to pack and to ship orders. Um, but customers had the option to phone or email orders in, or they could order via social media or our online shop. So this new shopping experience, although different, it was successful for our seasoned customers. For new pond builders and owners, um, and those that had hardware problems, problems with their fish, uh, problems with their water or problems with installation or product. It was definitely uh, more challenging, um, unquestionably more difficult, um, and it required lots of phone, email, and Facebook support. So uh, we're going to continue to operate in this way for the rest of this year and hope that we can open to the public again next year. So is it, uh, we, we are coming up to the winter months and uh, we know that we can get your advice. So what are the, some of the things that people need to do to maintain their pond or their water garden through um, the, these winter months? Okay, so um, preparation for winter is mostly all about keeping the fish alive. So my little checklist would be prune and thin out all those underwater weeds and plants, and then cut down brown stems, leaves, and old flower blooms from your potted perennials and your lilies. Discard all of the floating annual plants. Um, they're only as good um, until the first frost. Um, they make excellent compost or mulch for the shrubs and trees. Um, perform a 25% water change. The fish will really enjoy that fresh oxygen-rich water. Place leaf netting over the pond and that's going to do two things. It's going to help reduce pollution from the leaves and protect from predators. Um, switch your fish food. In the summertime you're feeding a high protein fish food, a summer staple diet. 
but as we head into winter, we need to go to a low-fat, high-energy, cold-weather food. And we typically do that at the beginning of October. And then lastly, um, switch off the pump and the filter. Um, you can leave the pump in the pond if the pond is two feet or more deep. Um, and disconnect the filter from the pump. You do need to clean it and dry it and store it indoors where it can't freeze. Do the fish live through the winter then? Yep, generally fish and koi survive the winter in a pond. Um, they don't hibernate, but they do stop eating and they go dormant to the bottom of the pond. They all huddle together. Not all ponds can overwinter fish. There are some conditions. Um, most importantly, the pond needs to be deep enough. And for goldfish, that's about two feet deep. And for koi, that's about three feet deep. Um, secondly, you must not allow a sheet of ice to completely form across the top of the pond for longer than a few days. And if you do, carbon dioxide will build up and the fish could suffocate and die. And then lastly, you must keep a hole in the ice over winter. And you can do so using a floating de-icer, an external aeration pump, or you can even use your submersible pond pump. And if your pond is shallow, it will definitely benefit from being partially covered. So this is a lot of details. If people put in a new pond, let's say, you know, like earlier this year, or maybe at the end of last year, and this is their first time sort of, or, you know, first or second time going through, um, there's a lot of, of details and maybe support. So is that, you mentioned that that's something you're doing now over email and over the phone. Um, can, you know, people still access products and services from you so that they can get through these stages as they're trying to plan out for the winter? They absolutely can. We have a newsletter and I always put this information in the newsletter and send that out to everybody. We also put this information on our Facebook page and customers can absolutely phone me. They can send me email. They can Facebook message. They can, yeah, Instagram whichever way they'd like to contact, I'm more than happy to talk to them. Okay. And now let's talk about new ponds. So is it too mm -hmm. late to maybe start thinking about creating a, wa a water garden and, you know, maybe for now or for spring or summer of next year? What do they need to do to prepare, if anything, at this point? Okay. And that's a good question. It's not too late to install a pond or a water feature right now. Um, however, we are getting a bit late in the season to be adding the fish and the plants. So the installation can go ahead, but keep fish and plants till next year. If you are thinking of installing next year, um, there are about four preparation tips that I can give. Um, number one would be do lots of research. Google is your friend. Um, Google pond design and installation and download lots of pictures. Um, all the pictures will help you achieve a really good result. And if you're going to hire a professional, book them in the fall. Number two, um, sketch out your pond design. Include the shape of it, the length, the width, the depth. Uh, if there's going to be a waterfall, include the dimensions of the waterfall. Draw in where the hydro is located and where there are trees, buildings, gardens walkways put all those things in and provide a budget if there's no hydro near to where the pond is going to be contact your electrician in the fall number three 
contact us. Email your sketch and any pictures and we will quote you for the materials required to build that dream pond. And then number four, once you've got the quote, the quote, I'm sorry, continue saving your money. <laughs> Isa, thank you so much. You've uh, got us ready for winter and at the same time have us looking forward to next spring and summer. So thanks very much for your time here this morning. You are so welcome. Thank you, Jim. Thank you, Monica. We've been talking to Isa Webb, who is the owner of The Bloom and Bog, an accredited business with the BBB with an A-plus rating. When you search the BBB directory under Water Garden, you'll find them and links to the website. Scam Tracker helps consumers stay ahead of scams active in the area. We'll find out how it can be a useful tool for everyone in just a moment. Welcome back to Ask BBB. I'm Jim Swan with Monica Braz, who is the Director of Marketing and Strategic Initiatives for BBB Serving Western Ontario. The BBB Scam Tracker is one of the features on the BBB.org website. It maps scams right across Canada and the United States. Besides information on individual scams active in your area, the Scam Tracker gathers and disseminates information about scams. Consumers report scams and attempted scams, and this information is shared to help others avoid falling victim. Yeah, the Scam Tracker map is interactive. It allows users to zoom in on any geographic area right down to their own postal code. We encourage you to visit BBB.org regularly to check the scam tracker for recently reported scams, as well as to report scams and attempted scams that you are aware of in your area. When you drop the list, you can see immediately whether money was lost to the scam or if it was just an attempt. And then you can go and read the details on each of those scams. A couple of recent scams did actually see money lost. One person lost $1,100 in a phony loan or permit scheme. The initial fee asked for was $200. Once that was sent, they were then asked to send another $900 for a government tax stamp fee. When they then were asked for an additional $2,500 release fee, the victim realized that they were being scammed, but they were already out the $1,100 and won't likely see that again. It's called cash flipping. The scammers pretend that they will help you through the coronavirus crunch with cash. They'll say you, or, that you, or they'll say that you have won a cash giveaway, but ask you to send cash to verify. There are a couple of scams where people actually received the product that they ordered. One was a product that broke down soon after they started using it, and another was far inferior to what was being represented in the ad. So it's always a good idea to search that company in the BBB directory and see what others have to say about their experience. Do some research before you order any product online. Many have received a product, but it was nothing like the product pictured and described in the ad. There is information on the BBB.org website to help you with safe online shopping. For example, know the advertiser, check for security settings, be very careful about the personal information you provide, and most of all, think before you click. Yes, and another active scam that's noticed on the scam tracker is the Canada Revenue Agency scam. Yes, robocalls claiming to be from CRA and that you are in arrears 
or there's an issue with your taxes are being reported throughout our area. If you receive these calls, just hang up. In fact, uh, as we were preparing to record this, I received such a call, and uh, here's what it sounded like. So before this matter goes to federal court, how so you get arrested? Kindly press 1 and speak to an officer now. I repeat, press 1 to speak to an officer right now to avoid further actions. So, Monica, we hung up, and it's time now for us to sign off with this program, too. Uh, that's our time for this week. If you have a question or guest suggestion, tweet us at AskBBB, and if you're interested in becoming a BBB-accredited business, please visit us online at BBB.org to become part of one of the largest business networks in North America. And thanks for listening this morning. I'm Jim Swan. And I'm Monica Bress. Remember, ask BBB. And start with trust.